we talked about seasons and the title of this message today, very appropriate. I didn't know it was going to be this cold today, but the title is Seasons Change, But God Stays the Same. Amen. All day, every day, winter, spring, summer, fall, God stays the same. God has impressed this on us for this congregation, not just because we're in Chicago, because there are people listening to this from all around the world, people from Puerto Rico, people from North Carolina, and they're all experiencing something different in terms of weather, but what we all experience together is the seasons of life. We are all buffeted. We are all tossed to and fro if we do not know this truth that though seasons change, God stays the same. So the scripture that we're going to focus in on, and I encourage everybody whenever myself or Pastor Rollin gives you a scripture, please just don't eat it here right now, but be like the cow that has multiple stomachs that just chews on it all week long. <laughs> I saw some disgusted faces <laughs> when I said that. Um, but always chewing the cud, so to speak, to get every bit of nutrient out of the Word because the Word of God, as a reminder, it is living, it is active, and it is always providing what we need on a daily basis. So I don't know if we had time to get the, the scriptures up. Do we have uh, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 11? If not, it's okay. Oh, we do. Wonderful. So guys, we're going to read this, and feel free to follow along as well. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 11. For everything, there is a season. Okay? So don't be dismayed when things change. For everything, there is a season. And a time for every matter under heaven. And just to interject there, a time for every matter under heaven. The key there is under heaven. Where do we live? We live on earth. So things change. And there is a time for every matter under heaven. But do things change in heaven? No, they do not change because God stays the same. There, are, there is love, there is faith, there is hope. Every tear is wiped away. All the things that cause pain and difficulty here, where the king reigns, those things disappear. Okay? So this is for every matter under heaven. Are you with me? Okay, verse 2. A time to be born and a time to die. So we're talking about celebration and we're talking about grieving, right? <clears throat> A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. So there's a time for growing and a time for destruction. Next. A time to kill and a time to heal. Because the truth is, some things in our lives just need to die. We cannot play with them. We cannot pet them because they will bite us. And God does want to kill things in our lives. And a time to heal, a time to bind up the brokenhearted, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Guys, we believe in dancing in this church. 
Yeah, come on. That, that's the dance team over there that said that. Come on. But we believe in that. We believe in all these things. We believe in laughing. We believe in weeping. We believe in mourning. We believe in dancing. Next. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I know some of you here are saying amen right now because I'm a hugger. <laughs> and I go to give you a hug and you're like, high five. <laughs> I get it. There's a time to refrain from embracing. <laughs> or when people are sick, pray for them, you know, to embrace them. Uh, number, verse 6, a time to seek and a time to lose, like intentionally like lose something. A time to keep savings and a time to cast away. No hoarding. Next. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Next. What gain has the worker from his toil? Guys, <laughs> is it not emotionally, spiritually toilsome to go through all of those emotions and activities that we just talked about? It is for me, like big time. That's the Christian life, the tension of going through all of these emotions at the same time. This is the toil of being a follower of Jesus that we mourn at appropriate times on this earth, knowing that there's a resurrection that is coming, and that resurrection is final. But yet, we have to toil through all these things, just not in our own hearts, and our own lives, but look to your left, look to your right. These are people created in the image of God. And if we're walking in love, love works, love toils. We're going to toil for each other and help each other make it through each of these things. Uh, verse 10, I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. All of these things. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he's put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. What is this talking about? He has made everything beautiful in its time. So this, this is twofold. Here on earth, we believe that by the power of God, miracles do happen, right? Okay, that man, that's heaven breaking into earth. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when he breaks in, it's amazing. It's beautiful, right? Thank you, God, right? So, we do believe that, but it's also talking about wisdom to live as well. Knowing when to mourn, when is appropriate to do that, when to laugh, when is appropriate to do that, etc. So, I don't want anybody to be confused. There are seasons that we go through. They are real. And even while we are expecting the kingdom of heaven to set in when Christ comes back and even to break in on a daily basis as we pray and ask for him to do it, we still need to learn how to live wisely here and now. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. 
Okay, and then the ultimate, he has made everything beautiful in its time. If we have Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So here is something that you can build your life upon. No matter what season you are in, if you are building your life on Jesus Christ, it can be beautiful here and now. No matter the hardship, no matter uh, your background, what you've been through, I know some of you in here are working in very difficult situations. Your heart is being broken and torn every day. And that doesn't feel like a season. It's every day as you're in the fields that you work in, seeing the depravity of humanity. But you know what? If Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he makes all things new, he is our healer, he is our redeemer, he is our savior, He's the one who gives us new life, no matter what season you are in today or the people around you are in, Jesus is the answer. Amen? Amen. So guys, I always love to look up definitions if you know me. I love words. I love where they come from. I love their origins because I want to see how did we get to where we're at now. So I want to share with you some definitions about what a season is. All right. The first definition, of course, is about the weather, and this is important, though. It says, each of the four divisions of the year, spring, summer, autumn, and winter, marked by particular weather patterns and daylight hours, resulting from the Earth's changing position with regard to the sun. I'm going to say it again. Resulting from the Earth's changing position with regard to the sun. Definition two, circumstances based on timing, a proper or suitable time. That is the season. Oh, this is the season to do that. Meaning the field that I'm in right now is ready to receive the seed that I have to sow. Does that make sense? Okay, number three, an indefinite, I hate this one, honestly, an indefinite or unspecified amount of time. Everybody's like, oh, it's a season for this, a season for that. But some of you in here are like, how long is this season of singleness? How long is this season at this job that I don't like? So an unspecified period of time. That's the one I hate the most, but to be honest with you, that is the one that provokes the most faith in me as well to find my unchanging season of the favor of God in Jesus, no matter what is going on around me. Some of the synonyms for the word season. Oh, you guys are going to like this. Well, actually, does it, when I say the word season, does anybody else think of like, like seasoning? Yeah, like food, like you season it. My wife is good at that. Um, I never did that till she entered my life. It was just salt and pepper. Um, now it's adobo and uh, <laughs> it's some of those things. But anyway, so this next definition, uh, excuse me, synonym are to mature. You're seasoned at that. You're mature at that. God's maturing you going through these seasons. To be hardened and toughened is a synonym for that. How many of you know that if you're standing in Christ in a certain way, 
not in a way that is mean, not in a way that is cold to people, but you become hardened and tough, and I'm going to stand here. Lord, help me. I'm going to do what God has said to do. That is maturing as well. That is seasoning. And it's also just a period of time, like we said, with no indefinite end. Now, here's very cool. The origin of the word season. The root is Latin for sarere, uh, I'm not sure, but it means to sow, and it also means a time of sowing. Mmm. Ooh, questions. What is God doing in your heart during this season? Ooh. Is it the right time to sow these seeds? Oh, Lord, give me wisdom. Every season is a growing season. Write it down. Every season is a growing season. Our God is a wonderful steward, and he wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. Every tear, every perseverance, he wastes nothing. He's growing something. The question is, are you sowing the right thing in your response to him? All right, do we, do we have that, that scientific astrological chart? Yay, science chart or astrology chart. So you guys are much smarter than me. I get that. So I needed a chart to be able to explain this. This is more for me than for you guys. Okay, we all know usually how seasons work, but this chart just really opened my eyes, and I wanted to share it with you. This is a chart of where seasons come from. I was under the understanding, impression, for some reason, that seasons change due to the earth itself proximity to the sun. Who else believed that or believes that? No? Okay, it's okay, yes. That's all right. But check this out. Do you see the axis of the earth? Yeah? Okay. Seasons change not necessarily because the earth itself is closer to the sun, but because of the tilt of the earth. So my question, because God uses everything in creation to teach us about himself, is if we are the earth, and if God is near us, if the sun S-O-N of God is near us, and it doesn't matter. The seasons don't change based on our proximity to the sun, and it's all about the tilt, the posture. What is the posture of your heart in your circumstances? What is your posture to seeking God and what he wants to do in your life? Are you leaning in toward him, feeling the heat and the warmth like the, like the certain hemisphere at the different times of year that is tilted toward the sun? Or do you have your back turned on him and it's winter in your soul? Guys, I, I hope this is probably not a big deal to you guys, but this, this revolutionized me. I was like, man, just depending on what, the way I am leaning, whether leaning into God or leaning away from him, can determine how long, how short, and what I grow in that season of life. 
What else this made me think is that we can go anywhere on the earth, and it's always, it's always summer somewhere, right? Yeah? My wife is from Puerto Rico. You know where our favorite place to visit is in January? It is home <laughs> of Elisa's home because it is always 80s, 90s, warm, sunny. Guess what? Jesus is your eternal home, if you'll have him. It's always warm there. It's always sunny. It's always growing things. But you can have him here, too. You just have to be walking toward him, not have your back toward him. That's what we call in, in the Christian faith, repentance. And I'm always amazed how uh, the scientists, which I know there's some scientists in the room, but the ones that I talk to, how whenever science reveals something, it always just confirms who God is because creation is always crying out who he is. So the scientists have this hypothesis that at some point in the Earth's history, it, it was not on an axis. It was not tilted. And we know that's where the seasons come from, right? The hard seasons, the good seasons, always changing, not eternal, meaning staying the same, but always changing. So they uh, have this event that they call the, what is it? Sorry, I got it right here. The giant impact. They don't know necessarily where it came from, if it was Mars or was an asteroid, but it rocked the earth and made it walk with a limp for the rest of his days. Doesn't that just sound like the Garden of Eden? Right? Where we got rocked with sin. Ah, and we've always just had this, this limp, right? Sometimes we're tilting into Jesus. Sometimes we're not. Oh, eternity's in my heart. I want to be with you, but I want to do what I want to do. I, I don't want to walk around the desert for 40 years, but I'm scared to really press in and pick up a cross and follow you. He takes no delight in the destruction of the wicked. None whatsoever. He doesn't want you to stay in a season that is hard longer than is necessary for Christ to be formed in you. He wants you to get on board. He wants you to live according to his ways, his commands. So in summary, guys, earthly life is seasonal. It changes, and we must change with it. But heavenly life is eternal. Have you guys ever prayed that prayer? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Come on, you Bible reader prayers. <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven. Guess what? That means you're kind of getting off your tilt. He's straightening you out and earth is coming on heaven. He wants to help you walk straight up. He wants you to be able to have a better viewpoint than you had before to see as he sees. 
He wants to be your spiritual chiropractor and straighten you out. Come on, dancer over here, raising your hand. That's right. He's got a good chiropractor, guys. Talk to him if you need one. All right? He wants you to see what he sees. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, and we are the same faith of Jacob in Jesus Christ. O children of Jacob, you are not consumed. Malachi 3.6 I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you are not consumed. There are some of you in here, you just believe God is always mad at you. And today, your Heavenly Father is saying, turn your eyes to heaven. Turn your eyes to the cross of Jesus Christ, and you will see, though I am just, and there is a penalty for sin, because I remain the same, and this has always been in my heart, to bring you back to myself, I took it on the cross. Today, you can be free from that eternal season of separation from God. Heavenly seasons are eternal, and there's only two of them. There's separated from God, with God. Nope. How do I turn this off? Sorry, guys, we're trying to really get our timing right on these messages. <laughs> uh, okay, number three, for all those who, okay, you're like, okay, I got, I got my eternal season figured out. I'm in Christ. I've repented of my sin. I'm welcome with him. Ephesians 2.10, he created you to do good works that he prepared in advance for you to do, right? And of course, we all have the same one, as in love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, love our neighbor as ourself. But some of you are trained in certain ways, gifted in certain ways, naturally and spiritually, and you need to be using those. And you get confused about how to use them. What is wise? What is appropriate when? Do I move? Do I stay? Do I take just this job? Do I transition? But I want to encourage you that that's not necessarily a season change. That's an assignment change. Your calling always remains the same. No matter what season you're in, what he has called you to, which number one is to himself, number two is to his people, his church, and number three are those individual things that he's called you to do. If you get those out of order, you're going to be in that season a long time. He doesn't want you to walk through the desert any longer than you have to. So if you're not with God, Jesus wants you to come be reconciled today. Get that right. If you're not with his church, and I know I'm preaching in a church, but he wants you to get involved with the church. If you're here on Sunday morning, we want you to come to community group. We want to have lunch with you. We want to labor in Christian labor beside you. He invites you to come into this. And then number, number three, those good works that he's called you to do, that will become clear. That will become clear. Because the people that you're surrounded with who have the Spirit of God, right, Right? If you're a Christian, you have the Spirit of God. So if a bunch of people with the Spirit of God are together, and God wants us to be encouraged and rooted, guys, it just happens. It's just spiritual gifts. They just come out. You begin to speak to people and say, I see this in you. I see this and that, and I feel like God would do that, wants to do that in your life. Have you thought about that? 
He's going to clarify it. Of course, you need to spend time in prayer and in the Word, but He's going to use His people. And lastly, friends, for those of you, UK, you're in Christ, you're in the church, you're in your specific calling, He wants you to not grow weary in well-doing. He says, my child, do not grow weary in well-doing. So I have two very short lists for you. And if the worship team would like to come up while I'm doing this, you are welcome to. Two very short lists for you. The first one is truths to know in every season of life on the earth. Okay. The first one is, and these are for you to help you not grow weary and well-doing, but to press on. The first one is, in Christ, God loves me. That is foundational. You have to know that. The wrath of God has been averted from your life because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Number two, in Christ, I have God's favor. God is for me. He doesn't want me to languish. He doesn't want me to be a failure at anything. In Christ, you have God's favor in every season. Number three. Sorry, this one's emotional for me. <laughs> a long time ago, I felt like God said, said, Cole, I'm going to give you the ministry of presence because I have the ministry of presence. Not like gifts. Not that presence, but like being in the same room. Right? So number three, you can confidently know in every season that God is with me. God's with me. Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Number four, in every season, I sow what I, I reap what I sow. I reap what I sow. So be careful of what you sow in every season. Number five, God wants me to be fruitful, or as the world says, successful. Of course, in your soul first but he wants to bring that out so that you can be a blessing and have an abundance for everybody around you. Number six, mercy is always available in every season. He disciplines us to grow us and train us, but you're going to fall. You're going to bust your lip. Mercy is available in every season. And number seven, grace is available for every season the power to do it. List number two. Seeds to sow in every season. Every season. These are seeds that you can sow confidently no matter how you feel. These are the seeds of heaven. Of course, the gospel. You can always share the gospel. Be ready in season and out of season. The good news of Jesus. It's going to encourage you and the people around you love you can always lay down your life in every season and there will be a return on that investment number three hope love faith and hope these three remain you can always sow that seed obedience if the lord has told you to do something you're never gonna 
There's never going to be a season where you can sidestep that, and it was the right thing to do, the right seed. Obedience. Number five, wisdom. God has a particular way of doing things, and he wants you to have it and know it so that you can be all these other things, fruitful, successful. And number six, in your own life and in the life of those around you, you can sow the seed of mercy because mercy triumphs over judgment. So today, as we go into worship, if you have not found your eternal season of being right with God in Jesus Christ, I invite you to go back and talk with one of the prayer counselors. They're going to be right behind the curtain over here. And then, if you need help in any of these other two seasons, prayer for, I just, I just feel rejected. I want to be in the church. I know I need to be more so involved. Please go get prayer or about your calling as well. Go get prayer. And then anything else, he has it for you today. He is our Savior. He is our Redeemer. He is our Provider. So as we go back into worship, please make your way back.